Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Hi, everyone. Amanda Tento here, and I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Susie Liberator, and she is the owner of Visions to Images, and she helps um, small to medium-sized businesses, I would say, um, to conquer their branding and really refocus their branding. However, today she's going to be talking to us about five things a single mom entrepreneur does to keep it all running. So welcome, Susie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm super excited to kind of share this with everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And I think this is a really, really great topic because um, not only, you know, we have mom entrepreneurs listening, but mom entrepreneurs from all types of backgrounds, you know, so we've not done anything specifically for single moms yet, but I love the fact that we are bringing this um, to the table and talking about it and sharing your wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in your business and how you got started kind of being able to work from home. Yes. So I've always been a creative person. So I went to college. I got a bachelor's in fine arts. Before that, when I was young, I would do dance, brochures, and photography, all kinds of stuff. And I always had in the back of my mind for some reason that, oh, this isn't a career. And people kind of always put that down and said, oh, it's not a career, blah, blah, blah. So after I got my degree, I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool. Um, and I went into an agency, and it was a startup agency. So there was a lot of hiccups. But it, they were very successful at what they did. But I saw a lot of ins and outs, and I saw a lot happening. So I was super excited when I was in the agency world. It helped me see how creative people can be. And working with all different clients and doing all different things was really awesome. And so... My husband at the time, he was in the military and we were getting ready to move after working at the agency for a long time. I don't even remember, but I have over a decade of experience. And we went to Ohio because we wanted to be closer to family because they're in Rochester, New York. And I moved to Ohio and my son was probably about one. And I started corporate because that's what everybody wanted me to do, right? You listen and you're like, okay, there's the money. And... I was in corporate for about six months, seven months, and it just wasn't fun. At first, you're like, oh, it's okay, it's fun. And then you're like, eh, I see what's happening here. <laughs> and there was just a lot of problems happening. A lot of like creativity, a lot of internal stuff, and it just wasn't fun anymore. Mm -hmm. And I started to kind of get really down and depressed and angry and mad because I felt like... I didn't know what my potential was. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know all of these things. Mm -hmm. So we both went our separate ways, the corporation and me, because we were like, this isn't a good fit. We both agreed on it. And I kept telling, like I started to have panic attacks and I kept telling everybody, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and nobody could tell me what was wrong. And I just kept going to the doctors and they told me I had mono eventually. So it was like, it's a perfect blessing. I had mono. And then from there, my son was starting to get diagnosed with autism. There was all of this talk like, oh, he's probably autistic and everything. And so panic attacks still kept happening even after mono was gone because I was like, oh my gosh, my son needs me. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so I said to my husband at the time, I was like, I'm going to start my business. It's the perfect timing and I need to be there for my son. Mm -hmm. and he kind of agreed and he kind of fought me and all that. And I was like, whatever, we're just going to see how this goes. And eventually within a couple, gosh, I think I've been in business now for four years. 
And I, I hired a lot of people to kind of help and be able to be profitable. But at the same time, my son is autistic now and I'm completely on my own and I'm in and out of appointments. I'm in and out of running him around. I'm in and out of doing all these things. And now being a single mom, because we just got divorced in December, it really has changed how things happen. It really helped with seeing things differently and being able to really um, have these five traits that we're going to talk about here because we have to be able to be wear many hats, right? Like as a mom, we have to be mom, sing, uh, whatever. We have to have all these hats and it can be so exhausting, but so rewarding at the same time. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that you were talking about like the not fitting with corporate. Um, I think that's a big a big thing for a lot of people. And it's just this expectation that you have to do it that way. You know, like you go to college, you get a degree, and then you go to a job, and then you work there for 30 years. At least that's what our parents expect of us, I think, (laughs) that generation, um, because that's what they were taught they were supposed to do. And yeah, I think it's a big... Um, challenge for people because they get there and they're bored or they're um, unhappy and they don't know what that next step is. But it sounds like you figured that out pretty quickly, which is awesome. Yes, I'm very thankful and happy and blessed that all of that kind of came and I realized it. I mean, I've always had like a business mindset in the back of my head and stuff. So, but it's one of those things. It's like a risk, right? Like we're like, are we going to be able to do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have another question about your, when you said you started hiring people to kind of help you be profitable. What kind of people were you hiring in the beginning? So it was probably about a year into business or so. It was a sales coach and a business coach kind of stuff where they really helped me be able to um, like make goals, but get those goals, really learn how to sell when there's leads coming in, how to, how to manage them kind of thing and to price things and to know your worth because there's so much to all of that. And as an entrepreneur, we're lonely, we're bored, we're hard on ourselves. So having that support is huge to be able to be profitable. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I was just kind of curious, like, I wonder what she, you know, who she hired. So that's awesome. Okay. Very cool. So tell us about the things that um, you do as a single mom to kind of hold all of that together. Like what are those five things that we're going to be talking about? Yeah, the five things is time management, mindset, outsource, ask for help, and quality time. Awesome. Yeah, those are amazing. So go ahead and elaborate on what time management strategies you use. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of different things. I kind of, well, first of all, before I even like started the business end of things, I kind of put everything on my Google calendar. Like literally I have time that's blocked off for like my kid's bath time for dinner, for like play time with my son. Like literally I have all that on the calendar just so that it's like, like my business coach told me like, these are meetings for your kid and you have to block that time off mentally so that it's on your calendar and you don't book that. So that's kind of one thing that's kind of really helped me and opened up in a sense to knowing that. The other thing, there's a lot of things. So my son, I drive about 30 minutes to drop him off at his therapy and then I drive home 30 minutes and then I have to drive back 30 minutes to get him to drive back home. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of driving. I could stay out there mm-hmm. um, and do work and Panera and stuff, but it's just, I like being in my office. I like that mindset because it helps me like get the work done. Yeah. And so what I do is I always manage the time within that window. I work around his schedule and not around my schedule or anybody else's schedule. And I really had to change a lot of that 
kind of to let myself be able to be profitable and not go crazy because before I would kind of book things here and there and I was like, no, I can't do this because my time is valuable. His time is valuable. The client's time is valuable. So I always just have a window. And if it doesn't fit in there, well, that's too bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the time management, like being able to not drive all over, like client meetings, I don't really ever, sometimes I go to their place, depends on the client, but really doing like Zoom calls or phone calls really can help because it's a time sucker. So you really have to be smart about how you take on time management. And even if you think a lead is like not a good lead, but you want to talk to them, just talk on the phone, like block out those 15 minutes, but don't overdo it. Like really having that structure in your head. So you're like, okay, I'm done in 15 minutes. Like we're done Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to kind of make sure that all that time is built in. So you can have it. I also have office hours and email hours. Now, I don't always have them set in stone because I mean, life happens, but in my email, like it enforces it. So people kind of know and understand, but I can still work around those times if I need to, but the clients don't know. So I say my office hours are, I think it's like 10 to one most days. And then I check my emails from nine to 10 or whatever. And that's it most of the time, right? Like I'm still always checking it, but if it's not urgent, I'm like, okay, you can wait. Like they have my phone number if it's urgent. So having all of these boundaries in place really helps with time management. Oh my gosh. Those are (laughs) amazing things that you are talking about, especially the Google calendar thing. I love that. I actually do that too. Um, But I love what you're saying about the office hours and the email. Like I'm going to check my email at this time, letting clients know that. I think that's amazing. And I get so distracted by like some clients communicate with me on messenger, someone, um, you know, like email, some on whatever, um, LinkedIn or whatever. And, and it gets so distracting. So I love that you actually have that set. Yeah. And to kind of go off of that, I mean, I get messages on LinkedIn and messenger and stuff, but I used to turn off alerts for all of that. So I didn't get it. And I would just get to it when I get to it, just to enforce that those boundaries for sure. I mean, obviously we all have a life and we're entrepreneurs and we can't always do that. And there's other urgent stuff happening. So, you know, when I onboard clients as well, I kind of enforce like an onboarding document kind of stuff where I say, hey, this is how you can contact me. This is all the stuff you need to know. So that like if they send me a messenger, message on messenger, it's like, nope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not right now, maybe later (laughs) when I get to it. (laughs) I love that. Okay, that's awesome. Those are really, really valuable tools and tips for everyone. I love it. Exactly, totally. Yeah, awesome. So what about mindset? Like what is your... So mindset has been such a hurdle for me going through so much mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And this kind of goes back to my sales coach and stuff too, because there's a lot of stuff that you have to overcome. And mindset right now to me, I'm not going to get all spiritual and stuff, but I have like went to church and I've gone and I've taken care of myself, but mindset, I've literally wrote down like 10 things I'm grateful for every single day. Most of the time, if I don't write it down, like I think in my head, because sometimes it gets exhausting to write it down, but I always am like, Oh, I'm so thankful. I'm glad to have this. 
when you're down and out, like it really helps you to think differently. Like recently they had a tornado in Nashville. So my internet didn't work yesterday or whatever. And I was like, ah, man. But then I heard about like this whole family that died in the tornado. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm thankful for the internet and I'm thankful to be here in this place. Yeah. So switching, always switching like a negative to a positive in a sense where we have to be grateful for it and find ways to work around it. But writing down the 10 things or finding 10, five to 10 things has really helped me to change how I look at things Mm -hmm. as well as kind of like praying for people. Like sometimes when I know some people need prayers, like I write down three people that I'm praying for. Um, And then mindset hurdles, like just being able to overcome and adapt. I used to get so frustrated, mad, anxious and everything when a client would be like, no, I don't want to work with you or, you know, however they say it, they say it nicely, but Mm -hmm fact is, or when they say I'm on a budget, like you get these mind blocks where you're like, well, you, I don't want to work with you if you're on a budget, but as my sales coach says, we don't know what their budget is and we can still kind of tweak them in. However, so really changing and understanding how you can change to be positive is really huge. It's just a huge factor in order to be able to grow as a parent, a person and an entrepreneur because we can't sit here and beat ourselves up every single day and we're and say negative things. I mean, there's just been so many times where I've tried to like turn the negatives into a positive because we can't, we can only do what we can do. And mm-hmm. that's the way life goes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love those two. And I love the gratitude. Um, I'm supposed to do that every day, but I don't, but <laughs> I do the same thing. I do that exact same thing. And um, it is really therapeutic to do it and to think about those things and think about like all of those like tiniest things that happen in your day. It makes such a difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I love the gratitude for the internet. <laughs> Yeah. It's, that's like the biggest thing that we probably take for granted being right. in exactly. the country that we're in and, you know, like just having these things that are just expected now, you know, like, I don't know. It's just interesting. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So how about the big one? What I think is the biggest struggle for everyone is outsourcing and hiring out. So outsourcing is so tough for sure everybody, it's hard because when you outsource their subcontractors and you want them to be the best, but they are not your employees. So you got to be careful with all of that. But finding the right fit is like the hardest thing and understanding what you need to outsource is hard. I recently just started to outsource because in my mind, like this was another mindset and another hurdle. I was like, I don't want to outsource. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make them, I want to make the money that I could be selling to somebody, but then you literally wear yourself down and you're drained out mentally, physically, emotionally. And you have to realize you have to outsource some stuff. Um, well, actually I probably, so my parents do a lot of like my accounting and admin stuff. Mm-hmm. So I started having them use, do that like probably about a year or two ago, year and a half, year year and a half because I realized with myself accounting and numbers and bookkeeping are just not me. Mm-hmm. So it's been a savior and a grace for them to be able to really take care of all of that. And I don't really do much of anything. So that's like my weakness and I know it's my weakness. So I absolutely outsource that. I'd hire a CPA 
and she just does things. She gives me like the quarterly estimates for taxes and stuff like that. So those are kind of like small outsourcings. But recently I took on a pretty large project where I needed to hire a website developer and an SEO person. And I knew of people and I knew of a guy, but I've never worked with him. And he's in California and I'm in Ohio. So it was one of those things where I was like, okay. And at first it was like, we had, you know how you have to sign agreements and stuff, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. So at first we got these agreements and I was like, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> it's like, it's anxiety kicking in. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm responsible. Are they responsible? What if they don't do this? What if they don't do that? Because that's a huge project. And you're like, um, okay, well, we need to make sure that this happens and this happens. And I don't really know you, but I know of your work and I know yeah. you're awesome. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you really have to kind of understand and let go in a sense. Obviously, do your diligence and research and all of that. But at the end of the day, as long as you have everything in place legally and you know the work's going to get done, you have to kind of let that go. Yeah. And so I let that go and it's been amazing. And I'm like super excited because. I'm like, oh, I can see more opportunities and make more money. And now I can just give this to you. Mm-hmm. So it was really an open door opportunity. And I, I actually hired like a VA social media manager kind of person. But I ended up actually stepping out of that because I just felt like it wasn't the right fit because I felt like it was losing me in a sense yeah. because I'm very heavy on social media. So mm-hmm. I felt like that wasn't a good mix. So there's a lot of opportunities to kind of think about what to outsource, when to outsource, who to outsource to. Like there's all of these different things. And I'm not a person that can sit here and say, well, do this, this, and this for outsourcing. But I know everybody needs to do it. Like there's checklists online. There's ways to find who you need. But the biggest thing is kind of seeing how, what's going to free up my time and make me more money. That's kind of the big thing. Yeah. Or one or the other or however you want to look at it. Like a lot of times people hire a VA first. If that's going to free up your time and make you money, sure, do that. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely encourage people to outsource when they can. Yeah. And that kind of cost valuation of like, okay, how much do I charge an hour? <laughs> and how much am I paying this person to do it? And, you know, is there a, a monetary gain there? I think that's a, an important part of it too. Yeah, it totally is. Because you have to make sure that it's really good on everybody's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can, you hit so many nails on the head there, like with all of those things that you're talking about, about the, the fears and, you know, losing that control and giving that control up and trusting someone that you don't know. Cause you know, unless you, it's a warm, hot referral from someone else that has definitely worked with that person. And, you know, you trust the person that's referring them and there's just so much anxiety that goes into that. I completely understand that. And, and I see that all the time. And I know even sometimes those warm referrals don't necessarily work out. Um, So it's literally just a a game of trust. So I completely understand all of that. Yes. So what about number four, which is asking for help? This one is probably the one that I struggle with the most, but I'm kind of curious about (laughs) what you mean by that. Asking for help is great. It kind of like, it's different from outsourcing. It's, this is personal stuff, like asking for help. Um, I went, so my ex moved out last January. So I've been on my own for a while. Mm -hmm. And when I was on my own, I was like, there a lot of things just kept happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, like why? 
Like, for example, my dogs killed an animal in my backyard. So, like, literally, I had to go and shovel it. My dog got stuck under a shed, so I asked my neighbors to come help me get the dog out. I, my son clogged the toilet. I asked my neighbors to come help me because I couldn't get it unclogged. Yeah. Now, like, the plumbers, they're going to charge, like, $200. Yeah. So I was like, can you just come over and help me? I'm sorry. This is bad. And then I ended up buying them pizza and beer. So, like, it's like, I'm not, you know what I mean? And that's what friends and family do. Yeah. Um, there was, what else did we have? I had ants one time, more so, like there were some inside, but there were some outside. Um, whoever knows why. And so I hired one of them people. I can't Exterminators. Be, True Green, I think it was, where they yeah. just kind of came to my yard, cleaned up my yard, did that kind of stuff. I have a person who comes and mows my lawn because between taking care of my son and everything else, I'm just like, no. And my son, like, needs, like, I can't just leave him alone, you know, at this point. So I'm like, I can't go outside and just mow the lawn. Right. I have a lawnmower and everything. I could totally do it. But what, where is the time? Like, how do you yeah. go back to what, what do we need to do? Um, asking for help is just huge in every way. Like, today, I actually heard a noise and I smelled like a little burn, mm. burn smell. And I smelled it the other day as well, but nothing happened. Like I was like, oh, there's not a fire, so it can't be that bad. And um, I just had somebody come and look at the furnace. So and it wasn't like a major thing. It was just something stupid and small, but asking for that help. I ask people for help every single way. I have my parents. Um, I ask them for help. Of course, they take care of a lot of the accounting and stuff, but they, I ask them for help for other things. I mean, the simplest things that you think you need help with that you're scared to ask or do just do it mm -hmm. just get it off your chest because it's going to build up on you and inside of you and it's going to cause you to be mad angry anxious sad miserable mm -hmm. so really yeah. kind of do that I mean and my lawnmower didn't work at one time I had somebody come over and fix it like it just and, it, and we all think it's money right like we're like oh I don't want to ask somebody to do this because it's money Mm -hmm. I had to have people fix it. I pay people. I have a babysitter. I didn't want to have to hire a babysitter. But we all have to, because we think about money, right? Like it's all money at the end of the day. And I'm like, well, if I pay X, Y, Z, and then I get this Y, Z done, it's beneficial in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I have my neighbor, like literally my neighbors are my savior as well. Like they come over. I had my water filter to my fridge. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to fix this stuff. So I learned, I get over it, I ask for help, and I move on. I mean, it's about that independence. How much do you want to handle? How much do you not? And when issues come up, because we're adults and we have to deal with them, just ask for help. Even if you don't even know like what the problem is, just call somebody. You're going to probably have to pay something in some way, shape, or form, but it's better that you catch things and you are proactive before it costs more. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good one. I think that's probably another one of the huge challenges besides outsourcing because we don't want to ask for help. Um, it's just like, I want to handle it all on my own and, you know, I want to be able to take care of everything and I want to know that I have that power. And I, I think that's a huge challenge, especially, you know, for single parents in that, like, they feel like, okay, it's all on me. It's all on my shoulders and it's not, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. There's a, yeah. You just kind of ask for help. I mean, that can mean so much to so many different people. I mean, even just sending like a quick message to somebody that you know and saying, hey, did you ever experience this? Like right now I'm actually going through some pre-K stuff for my son and I'm trying to decide 
um, what route to go and stuff. And I just ask people for their opinions and ask for what questions I should be asking. So simple little things like that, that don't involve like hiring somebody are beneficial too. Like you want to know and make sure you have the information because Google don't ever like look for answers on Google. So yeah, <laughs> that's my, that's my philosophy. I don't look at Google anymore because I, it's too much. Unless it's a technical thing. I think Google can be okay for like how to install a plugin or something like, sure, something like yeah. that. But yeah. yeah. Or finding like your local businesses and stuff like that for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah searching for like answers like good luck yeah exactly that's very very true I love it so tell us about number five which is quality time this is probably the one I probably had the most tough time with to be honest um this is I mean it's just a struggle for me because I have to find the time for myself right right and we all have to but it's one of those things where you're like what would I even do I think it was last week, last Friday, I literally told everybody I'm taking a personal day because I I don't know if it was last week, regardless. That week was like a crazy week and I was just not okay with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So I literally just said, I'm taking the day off. And everyone's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I have no idea, but I'm taking it off. So, and I realized after like, oh, I'm going to have to do stuff on the weekend for clients and stuff. But I just wanted to take that time off because my thing is, is my son's at school at that time. So I'm able to do that without hiring the babysitter on the weekends and stuff. So I really kind of figured out, okay, I need to take this day off. And I literally did not schedule anything and told clients like, look, I'm out of the office for today. And when you think about it, in reality, everybody needs to take a time a day off. They need to take time off and your clients do or don't have to know. I mean, you don't have to tell them that you're taking the day off, but if they're a big client who might need your assistance, you just say, Hey, I'm out of the office right now. They don't have to know you're taking a personal day. Just say I'm out of the office. Yep. And so I ended up doing, what did I end up doing? I think I went to get my eyebrows done and then it was crazy. Like the eyebrow place took forever. So I was mad Mm -hmm. about that. And then I ended up saying, well, I'm going to go shopping. And then I went shopping, but I didn't even buy what I wanted to buy and I just bought stuff to buy stuff because yeah. shopping and so then I actually ended up returning it but that was just one of the times where you felt like okay I can get everything done and I can do this and quality time can mean so much to so many different people yeah. so it's really hard to identify what that quality time means sometimes it might just be hey I'm gonna lay on the couch and watch a movie for a while yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it could be, I'm going to the spa, I'm going to go shopping, I'm going to go do something I want to do. I want to go do my hobbies. And it's really finding that time and what you want to do to have that quality time. And I think I struggle with this so much because I'm like, I don't even know what I want to do because I felt like I've lost who I am. Mm -hmm. And so when you're a single mom or even a parent or an entrepreneur, you're just like on the go, 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 go. And you have, you're like thinking about a million things. I'm like, oh, we have to do client work. I have to do this. I have to feed the kid. I have to do a million things. Yeah. So even if you just take one or two hours when you need to, to kind of readjust and remanage things, that's amazing. My parents come in from Rochester every now and then. They're actually in right now. And they just kind of help me with my son. And then I can like catch up on sleep and stuff because Sleep is just so important. I feel like I get pretty good sleep anyways, but you don't realize how tired you are sometimes until you're like, oh, that was some great sleep. Mm-hmm. 
like I fell asleep on the couch the other day, just taking a nap, like super early. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I was tired. I didn't think I was tired. Yeah. I mean, quality time, like getting a pedicure. I love all of those things. And, um, not having to worry about life, like cleaning, cooking, working, kid stuff, like just finding what is quality time for you as a person is huge. Yeah. And it sounds like in that you're also kind of talking, you're not talking about it, but there's this underlying thing that's there that we have to actually give ourselves permission to, like when that, when those things come up, like it's okay, you know, to take like that one to two hours that you're talking about. It's okay to do those things. And it's not going to be the end of the world. That's something that I'm actually currently going through and learning myself. Um, And I completely relate to that. But I think it's just allowing yourself that permission to take that quality time, right? Absolutely. We all need it. Yeah, I agree with that. Like giving yourself that permission for sure, because this goes back to mindset. In your mind, you're going to be like, do I really need to do that or do I have to do this? And you're going to fight your mind for some time, but just do it and get it. Like, just do it. Like I wanted to go and get a, a facial that day, but I couldn't because of timing. But, and I probably, I'm going to go get my hair done soon and stuff. So there's all of these things that just do it. Just go do what you need to do to feel good about yourself and to feel like you have quality time with yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And it sounds crazy and silly. And you see all of these stuff on social media, like quality time, self-care. And it can be a lot of different things. Like literally before I go to bed, I lay in my bed, I have quiet time and I read or like look on my phone at articles and stuff like that. But I have that quality time and it makes my head clear for the night and go to sleep. Like that is a lot of quality time for me too, is being able to just take everything in, process it and let it go. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Just having that moment to think, that quiet. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. That is definitely one of the things that I know I struggle with is just getting that quiet time. So I have to get up super early before everybody else if I want it. So it's kind of a bummer, but yeah. Awesome. Well, let me ask you um, if there's any one thing that you can tell you know, the single mom entrepreneurs that are out there um, that are listening to this episode, what is that one message that you want to convey to them? Um, You're not alone for sure. I mean, that's not even the one thing, but you're not alone and you're fine. Like you'll be okay. Um, Don't try to, I mean, literally just take care of yourself, do what you need to do, have that time management, have that outsource stuff. If you're an entrepreneur, like really focus in on structure And then having that time for your kid and having time for everything. I mean, it seems like it's so hard to do, but you really need to make sure that you take care of yourself and do what you got to do, I guess. I mean, it's tough. I get it. It's so tough, but really overcoming a lot of things and giving yourself, giving yourself credit for what you've done. First and foremost, like that's huge. No matter what, like clap and give yourself a pat on the back, have a chocolate, whatever, like if you accomplish all the kids, clothe, bathe, whatever, give yourself a pat on the back and just be so proud of yourself for all that you accomplished that day. And if you need to write down, like I did this today, I used to have, when I was going through a divorce, I would write down like 10 things I did that day that I, I was independent for. And I was like, Oh, look at what I did today. I'm okay. I'm good. I can handle this. And I put my crown on my head and I'm like, Hey, I handled this. So really giving yourself a lot of credit is so huge because I know I don't give myself enough credit 
and people are always feeding me like hang around positive people regardless of if they're in person or online like all where I'm in a mastermind and we're all always so supportive of one another and hearing and supporting and uplifting one another is so huge like just giving each other that credit like you are amazing. You are killing it. Like just getting that credit and looking at what you've accomplished, look at what you've accomplished in a year. Look at what you've accomplished in a month. Like however you want to break it down, really give yourself that credit because I know I don't do that. And my sales coach is on me every day. Like Susie, look at what you've done. Look at this. Look at this. Let's look at this. Like you have all this happening. You're doing amazing. Mm -hmm. And then like my mind shift changes at that point too. I'm like, Oh, I am. (laughs) So really kind of having it. Yeah. I love that. I love the list. I love that. Um, you know, write down what you've done and what you've accomplished each day. I think that's huge. And that can be a really powerful thing to just look back over the course of a month and see like 30 days of like, Hey, I just yep. did all of these amazing things in 30 days. Yeah, totally. And you can do it for personal business, parenting, mm-hmm. whatever, like just write it all down. Yeah. And it helps you when you write stuff down. It just, it changes your mind for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about um, where we can find you online. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Facebook, um, Susie Libertor, but you can also find me on my website, visions with an S on the end, number two images.com. Perfect. Awesome. So if you need any type of branding and those kind of things for your business, definitely reach out to Susie. She is an expert in that category and that field. Um, And I have one last question for you. What is your favorite thing about working from home? Gosh, um, my favorite thing about working from home, just being able to have the time management that I need going back to that because Mm -hmm without the time management, I wouldn't have the time for my son and I wouldn't have the structure and the mindset that I need to be able to go on about my days personally and professionally. So I think that's just huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I love it. And I think that's a huge benefit of being able to run your own thing and do your own thing and set your own schedule. So Love yeah, it. I mean, and there's probably so many answers, right? And people probably say, oh, for the freedom of my kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, just kind of having that structure in place, because I know if I don't have a schedule and a structure, I'm all over the place and have shiny syndrome and everything. So really being focused and knowing what you have to get done in that time is huge. Yeah. And I think we all start out like that. Like when, when you first start working from home, you're like, oh, I can do the laundry while I'm working. And then you're like, wait, I need to leave the laundry. Like in like six months, you're like, I need to leave that for a specific time. Like I can't be doing laundry in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susie, for joining us. And um, thank you for sharing your um, experience and your expertise and opening up for us and sharing your life. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You had an idea. You started your business. You even filed the papers. Now you need a website. The options that are out there are hire someone to do it for at least $1,000. What would you really rather do with that money? Or you can try to DIY it on Wix or Squarespace. Try to get a friend or family member to help you in between all of their other responsibilities. You can also watch YouTube videos and try to piece it all together. 
or you can join the free WordPress Jumpstart Sprint and get your site up in just five days. This free challenge will show you how to choose the right domain name and where and how to purchase it. And it's also gonna show you how to choose your hosting provider and install WordPress, as well as choosing and installing your theme and determining what plugins you actually need. Stop letting your website hold you back. Join the five-day WordPress Jumpstart Sprint at onlinemarketingformoms.com forward slash sprint.